Good morning. Today is April 18th, 2021. We are reading from the big book of Alcoholics Anonymous, page 87, as we go through the day to the end of the chapter. Rita will be our reader, followed by a 20-minute share by Sharon W. of California. Rita, would you like to start? Thank you, Karen. Rita Q, Recovering Compulsive Reader. As we go through the day, we pause when agitated or doubtful and ask for the right thought or action. We constantly remind ourselves we are no longer running the show humbly saying to ourselves many times each day, thy will be done. We are then in much less, less danger of excitement, fear, anger, worry, self-pity, or foolish decisions. We become much more efficient. We do not tire so easily, for we are not burning up en energy foolishly, foolishlessly, as we did when we were trying to arrange life to suit ourselves. It works, it really does. We alcoholics are undisciplined, so we let God discipline us in the simple way we have just outlined. But this is not all. There is action and more action. Faith without works is dead. The next chapter is entirely devoted to step 12. There's 131 people in the Zoom meeting. Yeah. Uh, that's what's so amazing. Karen, I can't hear you. You're muted. Okay, here I am. All right, uh, thank you, Rita. Now, Sharon W. of California will share for 20 minutes on what was just read. Welcome, Sharon. Thank you, Karen. I am Sharon W. I am a gratefully recovered compulsive overeater living in Southern California. Um, Thank you, Kim, so much for inviting me to do this for many, many reasons. Um, number one, the one fear that I haven't yet conquered is speaking in front of people without something that I'm reading. Um, and number two, this is where I spend most of my time in step 11. Um, and I will give you a little background. First, I'll tell you with my, with my, fear of, of speaking, I've decided to use bullet points and not read. So it will be interesting. I hope that I will convey um, my experience, strength, and hope without going all over the place. So here we go. Um, a little background. Um, so I have been a compulsive eater. I remember being five years old um, and um, waiting for, you know, sitting on the stoop because my grandmother or my aunt were coming from Brooklyn. I'm a New Jersey girl, that's where I grew up. And they were bringing cakes and cookies and whatever they were bringing. And I, and I, I cry when I think about it because even at that age, I was waiting for the food and not the people that I loved. I miss my grandmother dearly. I don't miss the food that she used to bring. And I feel like I was never even at that age in the moment with the people that were there. I was very lonely growing up. Um, my mom had a lot of anxiety um, and she was kind of unable to really be there for me. My dad was very self-involved. 
Um, and, uh, and my brother had his own issues. And so I found solace and comfort and a best friend in food from a young age. Um, I remember my mom having to hide the cupcakes when she made them and my brother counting them to make sure that I didn't eat more than my share. Um, and my brother's nickname for me was Piggy Piggy Poke Poke because I would eat all the crumbs off the counter so that nothing went to waste. Now, mind you, I wasn't necessarily overweight. I was, uh, um, I'm still about five foot one. Um, I like to say five foot two, but that's a lie. So I don't do that anymore because that would, you know, not be good. Um, and um, so I was always maybe like a chunky thigh girl. My dad loved to call me, um, you know, thunder thighs or tell me that if I were taller, I'd be drop dead gorgeous. So some of the stuff that I, that I dealt with that, I guess, I believe made me who I am, which I love who I am now because it's made me aware and a better person for others. But growing up, it was, it was a struggle. I was very criticized growing up. Um, I always felt like I was not enough. Um, and you know, and, and, and food was, was, was wonderful. Um, the diets didn't start till high school. Um, when I really felt like I, you know, with everything that I had, you know, in my past, um, that people didn't, would like me better if I was thinner. I mean, or now I, I, mind you, I weighed about 106 pounds all through high school, but I was on every diet known to man. And I would wake up at five and go to the track so that I could walk it before school. I had crazy ideas um, and always just felt like, you know, it, it wasn't enough. Um, the weight didn't actually appear till college. And I remember coming home and going to a party at a friend's house, coming home from college and hearing people, literally hearing people, not in my imagination or in my mind, saying, oh my God, did you, she's Sharon, she saw from it, she gained so much weight. Oh my God, she's a fatty. At any rate, the, the, the obsession and that was, you know, there, it was food, dieting and exercise. I became a bodybuilder uh, in uh, 1982, um, go ready to go into competition. Fortunately met my husband and, um, uh, life moved on from there. The diets continued. The exercise was non-existent. I had twins, uh, 24 years old. So my weight ballooned. I was about 180 pounds then at five, one. And now I really had a weight thing going up and down for all the last years. It continued until February 7th of 2020, when I walked into the rooms of OA. Um, and it was exactly what I needed. For me, the God part, the spiritual part didn't frighten me. It was like, oh, I'm, I, this is what I need. This is the piece that is missing for me. And I literally have been abstinent since the day I walked into my first meeting. Um, and I white knuckled a little bit there in the beginning, but um, nevertheless recovered. Um, so um, step 11, we, in the last page, we, they talked about um, retiring at night, um, at, uh, what we do and on awakening, what we do. And um, those are of, you know, major importance. For me, um, as we go through the day, we pause when agitated or doubtful. If I'm doing that, my um, 
on retiring is a lot easier. It's kind of like, no, no, because I've, I've dealt with it as we went. And I'll give you some examples of, of exactly, um, you know, and basically the one line in this paragraph, we remind ourselves we're no longer running the show. That one line, if I say that every time something bothers me, I'm good to go. Because that for me is what it's all about. I'm not running the show. So let's say, you know, I wake up in the morning and I, and I do my on awakening and I look at my day um, and kind of see where the, the issues might be, make sure that I'm not in my own head and on my, you know, I'm, I do my prayers. The set aside prayer for me is a big one um, because otherwise I go through my day the way I was 15 years ago. So I want to set aside everything I think I know about myself, about everyone around me and move forward with my day. An hour after I get out of bed, I go downstairs and dogs peed on the floor. Let's, these are all, okay. I'm now, I've failed. I've, uh, you know, where did I go wrong? I'm beating myself up. And if I just beat myself up and move on to breakfast, I've pushed it back and it's, the day is gonna get progressively shittier. <laughs> Excuse my French. Um, so I have to say to my, I have to stop. I'm agitated. Why am I agitated? Because things didn't go according to my plan. My plan was that I'd get downstairs, send the dog out and all would be good. Okay. So that now is settled. I'm good. Ready for the next. I go to eat breakfast. There's no milk left in the fridge. Oh my gosh. Another. Okay. Gotta remind myself, make some eggs not the plan. No. And it, and it goes through the day like that because by the afternoon when someone cuts me off, if, if I haven't um, been aware, and it's almost like a, like a, a treasure hunt, a game, uh, you know, kind of watching your, your emotions. Like, oh, I feel a little crappy right now. What is that? Oh, yeah. Not my plan. It wasn't my idea. It wasn't what I wanted to happen, but that's what happened. No big deal. Move on. I, I, my husband gets mad. I kind of say to him all the time, did anyone die? No, <laughs> we're all good. We're all good. Everyone's here. Um, but yeah, so later in the day, if, if I'm driving and someone cuts me off and I haven't been going through the day um, pausing for the right thought or action, I certainly will be with my hand and finger out the window, I have been known, and it's been years, to follow somebody that has cut me off. Like, I am the worst. I, I, I was. I'm better. I, but it, again, if I've not been maintaining my spiritual contact and, and looking to my higher power during the day for the next right solution, by the afternoon, I'm, I'm not nice. I'm not nice and uh, it's not good. So that person cuts me off and they've, they're having a bad day. They're in a rush, not my problem, not my thing, all good. I get to my appointment, I'm there on the wrong day. I don't know how, I don't know, that happens to me at least once a year. <laughs> I get to, and, and that could seriously put me over the edge. Now it's, you know, five o'clock and I'm gonna go home and eat dinner. So, I need to be like, wow, I now have free time. God's plan for me was not to have this hour in the office. It was to have this free time 
take a breath, ask my higher power for the next right, go home and make my, my healthy dinner and, and have a peaceful night um, and, and continue that. And, and when, I, when it comes to retiring at night and I go through my day, those things may pop up for me, but it will be more for I'm kind of like a chuckle like of all the things that happened rather than poor me, poor me, poor me, poor me. Um, and, you know, it's the things that we haven't prepared for during the day where that are going to agitate us. It's not the things, you know, we know that we the appointments that we have. Um, we've done our, our morning meditation, hopefully, and our, and our prayers. And we, we know how, but there, there are, you know, some days one or two things come up and they're small and some days other things come up and they're big, you know, uh, and regardless if we've been staying, if I, if I have been staying on top of it and not pushing it all down. And, and I think the reason that I put, would push it down is the fear of I'm so imperfect. Um, but when I bring it up and realize that it was God's plan and these things are not, I'm, a, I'm, I'm not a bad dog mom or I'm not a bad grocery shopper. I'm not, you know, super forgetful. I'm wonderful. I just, things happen during the day and it's really important for me to acknowledge them when they happen. Um, and I think, I know for me, nighttime was the worst time, you know, I, I was always, my husband was going up to bed and I was like, no, I'm just going to clean the kitchen, which really meant, no, I'm just going to get in the fridge while you're sleeping. Um, and, and there's much less chance of, of that happening because I'm at, I'm at peace. And, um, you know, as it, as it says, uh, on page 88, uh, humbly saying to ourselves many times each day, thy will be done. Um, that's my, my second favorite part <laughs> about that. Um, we are then in much less danger of excitement, fear, anger, worry, self-pity, or foolish decisions like following a crazy person to their house because they cut me off. Um, we become much more efficient, um, which, you know, if we're wallowing in what just happened, we're losing precious time where we can be focusing on others. So it's really important for me to, to be in that moment and what, what's just, what's, what's triggered, what's happening. Okay. That's it. I'm good now and go out and, and, and be there in the world with, with other people. Um, you know, a little, a little, a little, uh, side note last, uh, which constantly, side note, constantly seems to happen to me. Um, and I think probably, I would imagine a lot of us that have been on many, many diets, people in our lives think that, still tend to think that maybe this is just, you know, and so they forget or they feel like, oh, it's been a year and a half. She's probably eating that again. So you show up at, you know, my best friend in the whole world um, on the way back from Rhode Island last week, stopped there and um, she'd ordered pizza and had hot chocolate chip cookies for dinner. <laughs> and I just turned to my husband, I just burst out laughing and he laughed and we laughed. And, um, you know, and of course it wasn't even just the, the, the food, it was the smell of the food. I was good to go. It was hard in the moment. I was so excited to see her. I hadn't seen her in quite a while. 
And so, you know, here you are, you're feeling like you're, you're trying not to feel agitated and you're, you know, a little bit like, uh, you know, should I say something? No, definitely not. There's nothing that I could say in that moment that won't cause harm. I mean, so um, do I joke about it? I consider joking about it. I, I said nothing. I said nothing. I, afterwards, my husband said something to me like, you know, and I just had to let it go because ha her having that food there, even though I didn't want it, that agitation and, and annoyance could have caused me to want it later when I wasn't even at her house. Um, and last night I had a, a my, my sister-in-law retired and I, I bought a cake for her because I'm neutral around food and, you know, cut it up for everyone. And um, my sister-in-law said, cut, start to cut me a slice. And I, I said, no, no, I'm, I'm not going to eat it. She goes, oh, just have a bite of mine. Now she knows um, there, there are 12 step programs in their family and other things. And she's lovely and so happy for me. And I said, you know, I'm such a much happier person. I wouldn't even know you were sitting next to me if I was, if I was in that food right now, I wouldn't be aware. I wouldn't be here. I wouldn't have had these conversations with you. So believe me, I'm much better without that that food and caused no harms. She laughed, she hugged me um, and, and moved past it. Didn't even have to reflect on it because in the moment I was able to kindly express why I, why I didn't need that food. It wasn't even in my um, prayer, in my you know end of the day meditation. It was done. I'm sharing it with you, I guess, because I think it's kind of funny. Um, and um, so, and as we move on down, um, we don't tire easily. Um, and the most important part here is it works. It really, really, it really works. I, I, I've never, ever been neutral around food. I've dieted, I've lost weight. I've never, ever in my entire life been able to be around food. Um, so, you know, I, I think that if we can connect, for me, for me, the kind of compulsive eater I am, which I love that I got from Mike Kim, because that's the way uh, I feel, the kind of compulsive overeater that I am, I need to stay in this program. If I'm tired, I'm going to want to eat. If I let anything bother me, I'm going to want to eat. And I, as long as I do the, the, these steps and this particular through the day, not going through my day oblivious and at night getting in bed and just writing it all down because I may not even make it till writing it all down because I'd probably still be in the fridge. <laughs> um, so yes, uh, God disciplines us. Um, as we have outlined, action and more action. Um, and, you know, I, I feel like it was very hard for me to get into the 10, 11, and 12 with my, my, my uh, fear of, of, of reaching out to people. You know, uh, we're told to, you know, two calls a day um, and, and all of that. That was very difficult for me. Um, the... Uh, um, you know, admitting what I'd done to another, you know, person every day was a little difficult, but as that got better, step 11 got easier 
And in particular, the fear of sitting with my thoughts and, and what was bothering me was no longer frightening. Um, you know, I, I think that's why I was going through the day in a, in a big blur. And I think I, I'm always, even now, afraid to feel lonely. Um, that feeling of loneliness, uh, I mean, even, even you know, I, my husband being at work and me being home with the kids was lonely. I just couldn't shake that feeling. Um, and, and it always turned to food. I'm not frightened of that feeling anymore. I don't really feel that feeling anymore. I know that it's, I know that it's my connection with my higher power um, that, that keeps me um, spiritually fit and, 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 you know, not fearful of what's gonna happen in the day or at what point I'm gonna start feeling like the whole world's out there and I'm sitting in here alone. <laughs> Um, and, you know, and, 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 and turning elsewhere. So I'm not sure where I am for time because I forgot to push my timer. <laughs> you are, uh, let's see, you're at about 18 minutes. So. Oh, nice. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Good. All without a script. Yes. Awesome. <laughs> um, so, um, I, I hope that, you know, my, my experience was helpful. Um, please take anything that wasn't helpful and just put it aside because I think that we all have what works for us. And, um, and I, I fully believe that uh, what works for one doesn't work for another. The 12 steps work for all of us, but the way we do the 12 steps, uh, uh, it varies. Um, so thank you so much for giving me this opportunity. I, I'm honored and grateful and, um, and I really love you all. I love this Sunday meeting. I'd almost moved back to New Jersey just to show up there. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you so much. Uh, thanks, Sharon W. That was a great share. All with bullet points, no reading. Very good. Thank you.